We're all orienting our lives around something bigger than us all the time. I want to tell you some stories. Yeah. And I want to tell some stories about some people that actually lived out of this passage. Hello, hello. My name is Kyle Lee, and this is the Gardens and Empires podcast. I am the New York, New Jersey media production coordinator, and I'm also your friendly neighborhood media man like Spider-Man, but for media. And I'm also Korean-American, so instead of Peter Parker, I'm Peter Park. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I am here with, at Urbana 18 on, uh, I don't even know what day it is, it's been a whirlwind. And I'm here with a special guest, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Karen Katabaugh, I am on staff with InterVarsity. Weirdly enough, I'm also here at Urbana 18, this is a live interview, so. It, <laughs> and by the way, it's Sunday, I couldn't believe it. Oh, it's Sunday, oh my goodness. And today right. is Sunday. Right, I guess I didn't attend church today, I think I'm a bad Christian. Oh, definitely, uh, yeah. Well, you know what you they know. say about church, yeah. it's important. Yeah, and I did, a, I, I did <laughs> attend, I did attend the morning session, but that morning session's not uh -huh. church, so I don't know. That, it's really not, and I didn't even attend. Oh, wow, Oof. I okay. know. So oh, I thought I was a bad Christian, but yeah, don't tell InterVarsity. I'm oh, sorry. Man, uh, I, I, I guess <laughs> I was a level four Christian, mm. and I thought I was gonna get demoted to level three. You're like a level two. I'm so. like a zero. Oh, I think wow. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think Dang. I'm just out. Do I just need to like lead you back to faith, introduce <laughs> please, you to Jesus? Please, okay. please, please. I'm unfamiliar. So there's a guy named Jesus, and there's this organization called InterVarsity. Oh, got it. <laughs> so actually, you're on staff at, in South Carolina. Is that I was am. that correct? And yes. um. We're going to do three segments today. We have our staff signal, our story time with Stephen, except my partner Stephen Rowe is off probably doing actually Jesus things. Like probably praying. at evening session. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> at the evening session. He's probably praying for people, things like that. Mm. Um, so it's just, that's actually going to be story time with Stephen, sans Stephen. And then we're going to have leaps of faith with Kyle Lee, a.k.a. L-E-E -E, leaps of faith because we're super clever here on the Gardens and Empires <laughs> podcast where we're just going to break down that time. Staff Signal is going to ask you more about your journey and how you came on staff, Karen. A story time will be about some cool stories from staff and your staff work and then leaps of faith will be just us debriefing our time and what we're drawing away. Uh, so without further ado, we'll hit up our staff segment. Catalyzing strategic partnerships faster than a speeding bullet. Leaping over folding chairs to cast vision during new student outreach. Using an arsenal of tools and diagrams to invite students to follow Jesus on campus. It's staff person. Okay, so um, just simple question. How did you come on staff? Wow, great question. So I was a part of InterVarsity for all four years of my college experience. I went to Appalachian State University in Boone, go Mountaineers. And I joined InterVarsity right away. I joke that I didn't really have a choice because I had some older friends in the chapter and they just brought me in right away. But I really did come to love the organization. I came to love uh, studying scripture in small groups. We love small groups here at InterVarsity and I am a true small group fan. And I started leading one my junior year and I just fell in love with it. I loved getting to study scripture every week. I loved getting to spend time with some of the younger women in my chapter and I really loved being a leader. It was something that comes naturally to me and I really enjoyed it. So I started having discipleship with my staff every week. Shout out to Zane, my staff. And he just really introduced me to what it means to have an identity in Christ. He was the one that taught me that being a Christian is not just going to church on Sunday, like, you know, good Christians, level four Christians, you might say. <laughs> church isn't just, or Christianity isn't just going to church. It's actually knowing Jesus. It's loving Jesus and walking with Jesus. And so 
as I started to learn more about my faith, I started to learn more about InterVarsity, and I realized that going on InterVarsity staff might be something I would really enjoy. Uh, at the end of my senior year, or mid-senior year, I was debating whether or not to go into a career with sports marketing to use my public relations degree. I know, very cool, you know, imagine, what if? Um, but instead, the Lord led me to InterVarsity staff. I realized that being on staff would be something where I would be cared for holistically, a career where I wouldn't just be cared for, you know, as a, as a number, as an employee, trying to make a paycheck, I would be cared for spiritually and personally, and I would be able to continue growing in my relationship with Jesus because of my job, and I'd get to do something that I think I'm good at. I think I'm good at being a leader, and I think I'm good at hanging out with college students. I'm very good at just, you know, hanging out, playing Ultimate Frisbee. I've gotten to do that <laughs> once or twice, you know, on a college campus, and so being on a varsity staff is the best decision of my life. Awesome. Well, okay, multiple things. Zane is it's Zane Pinkerton? Pink, Pink, Pinkleton. Pinkleton. <laughs> he, he led me in, in our chapter camp. Like He did not. Yeah, I think when I was becoming a small group leader, he was my small group leader <gasps> to become a small group leader. Are you kidding me? Yeah. At Rockbridge? At Rockbridge. At Rockbridge oh my yeah. gosh. Because I went to the University of Virginia. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like that's why I know Adam Saloon. He led me in the oh. evangelism track when I was a third year, I think. Because UVA were pretentious. This is we so crazy. Years, so. <laughs> but, was, but, you know, we have to use years because we never, we never stopped learning as Thomas Jefferson was there. <laughs> Um, oh no! <laughs> so th so that's fun. Um, also, okay, one your sports marketing and you yes. went to App State. App okay. State is like the thing I know it for is upsets in uh, what like giant football. Yes. Upsets, so well, just the you, one time. What did you have? Were you there when you had? No, okay. no, no, no. I was in middle school, I think. Okay. Okay. I just remember Appalachian State having this huge upset, yes. and it was like the most incredible upset ever, and stuff like that. Yes, we beat Michigan. I believe in the year two thousand, maybe two thousand six. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> so. What was that moment though, like talking mm -hmm. about sports, that you were almost going to go into sports marketing? What were you, were you like, why would you want to go into sports marketing? What event, like you kind of talked about it, but what was like mm -hmm. the moment or like a series of events that caused you to go back to university staff? Yeah, great question. I'm going to say that about all your questions, so they'll probably all be great, I'm guessing. Oh, great. Well, maybe I'll just ask a purposely bad question and then you'll say, <laughs> great like, question. Great question. Wow. Thank you. Um, so it was really a long process of discernment. I the first time that Zane asked me about coming on staff was March of 2015. Mm -hmm. And I officially said yes uh, in November, mm -hmm. yes to applying. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, over time, it, I, I said no immediately right away because I didn't want to fundraise, because I didn't want to be in ministry full time. I wanted a career that was really cool. You asked me why I was considering sports marketing. I was considering sports marketing because that would have been the coolest job ever. You know, like getting to stand on the sideline at football games, which is what I got to do in college when I had an internship in sports marketing, getting to make a paycheck, getting to uh, be behind the scenes and have all the knowledge of what's going on at sporting events, that was just so much fun. I love being in control. I love being in the know. And sports marketing would have allowed me to get a paycheck, have a cool job, and be in the know about really cool things. And I just really loved the internship. But I just... As I was thinking about sports marketing, it just made me realize that it would just would have been empty. Not for not for everybody that goes into sports marketing, but for me, I knew I needed something deeper because I did not give my life to sports marketing. I mm -hmm. gave my life to Jesus, and mm -hmm. Jesus is the reason why I do everything. And Jesus was asking me to consider InterVarsity because it would be an opportunity to grow closer to Him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's everybody's story. I think that Jesus calls people into sports marketing to be closer to Him, but for me, He called me to InterVarsity staff. And mm -hmm. so the moment where I decided was in November and it was at a potential staff candidate organization, no, 
staff candidate retreat mm -hmm. that my region hosted that invited uh, seniors and juniors considering coming on staff and just giving us space to discern and telling us more information about what it means to be on staff. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that whole weekend asking the Lord for an answer. Just I wanted a yes or a no, Karen. Sports marketing, Karen, or InterVarsity, Karen. Just let me know Jesus. And mm -hmm. Jesus had already said to me that he was not going to tell me a yes or no. It makes sense that my first big adult decision would be made like an adult, not being told yes or no, but being invited into prayer and discernment and seeking wisdom and deciding, ultimately deciding on my own and taking a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And that weekend when I went out for the final discernment time, Jesus didn't say anything, or at least that's what I thought at the time. I, there was just silence. And I was so mad because I wanted a yes or no so badly. And I'd mm -hmm. been going back and forth for months. And then it wasn't even 10 minutes after the weekend had ended where I realized that it wasn't actually silence that I was receiving it was actually peace that the Lord wasn't saying anything because he was just with me mm. and realizing that he had offered me the peace of his presence when I was discerning I, I don't know if I can make the connection in words but for me knowing that I had received peace made me realize that Jesus was gonna be with me no matter what and mm -hmm. that made me say yes to applying for staff mm. Yeah, so that was November 16th, 2015. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Wow, cool. 16, you also 15. know like the date too, that's cool. Yeah, I have a weird memory like that. Oh, awesome. Don't All ask right. me what I was wearing because I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gray shirt and the same scarf I'm wearing right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, well, okay. Like, did, were you ever good at history class? Because that would have been no. like, very helpful. I wasn't good at history class. Isn't that crazy? You should know because like, you remember all the dates. Anyway. I know, it was just um, too much. So one, um, just to know a little bit more about me, I am a huge sports fan, hence Celtics hat. I'm um, all Boston mm -hmm. sports. I love. I follow the NBA like almost as religiously as I follow like all the, the church actual religion things. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I <laughs> love. I love sports and stuff. So like sports marketing, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. So I know. See, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted the acclaim. I wanted people to be like, Karen, you're so cool. And now I'm on staff and. <laughs> it's not a, it's not quite as cool. Cool in some circles. Very cool yeah. here at Urbana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I always I was always thinking like, man, like maybe I maybe like in another life, right? I'll be like, mm. oh, I'd, I'd do sports journalism or something. Mm. I would love to do sports journalism. But I was also like, you know, I would do sports journalism kind of for like what you were talking yeah. about. And I was like, you know, being on a university staff has really challenged me to grow spiritually while mm. in like really powerful ways that like I would not necessarily have chosen to grow in, but it was what God was actually calling me to. Yeah. And I think that's just a really cool. It's an awesome part of being on staff, I think. It is. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, really quickly to be extra careful about mansplaining because I really don't want to do that. Um, do you have anything else in this, like about your journey to staff you would like to talk about? Anything like that? Oh, well, that's very sweet. I don't think so. Great. Great. Okay, then we'll move on to do our story time with Stephen Sands Stephen. <laughs> and now, story time with Stephen. <laughs> I, I love saying that. It's alliterative. Um, is he often not here? So this is the first time I've done, Urbana is the first time I haven't done it with Stephen. And, you know, wow. it's a little empty right over here. But. <laughs> But it's also pretty funny just because I get to do story time with Steven Sam Steven. There's even an empty chair next to I us. I know, I know. And it's like, <laughs> he should be here. But he's here in spirit. Thank goodness. Um, his last name is Roe, so I'm going to start a row with him after he wow. actually comes back. Or I'll, I'll have to, we'll have to like rebond. We'll have to go on a trip down like a, on a kayak <laughs> and we'll row together. Wow. And that will cause us to bond up. He'll probably hate me for all those puns, but it's okay. <laughs> um, he, he, he thinks all my puns about his last name are really dumb. And I, I kind of agree, but I still like him. And you know what? I'm sure he's never heard them before. Oh, so he's never I don't know why he, I don't know why he doesn't you know, laugh. Well, I mean, if I make a biblical pun, I could stone Ooh, him. Because, wow. But, because but, of... Oh, we, can, I, we can't get stoned. That's not allowed on your varsity staff. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to cut that out. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that, that's just, there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> okay, so um, this question is, what is the most important thing you want to know about, uh, you want us to know about your journey on staff? Or another way to put that is, um, what are some cool stories from your time on staff with students and like, mm. especially if you have names of specific students and specific events? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, something that was pretty unexpected about my time on staff was uh, what the Lord has invited me into. What a generic answer. Um, so I got placed at Coastal Carolina University in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina after an intern year at the University of South Carolina. So I got placed at Coastal and I'm like, great, I'll be at Coastal. It's a chapter that already exists. So I get to build and I get to put in structures which is the most fun for me. I love structures. I love leadership development and spiritual development. I love all those things. I don't really love planting or so I thought, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I got to Coastal, as soon as I started uh, doing my work there, the Lord really opened my eyes to this community college that was right next door, Ori Georgetown Technical College. That's Ori with an H at the beginning, but it's silent. It's the county that the school is in. And we had been talking, we, my team, the South Carolina area team and uh, just other people. We had been talking about potentially doing something at HGTC or tech and th it just wasn't time. And so uh, within three months of me moving to Myrtle Beach, we started prayer walking on the campus, Adam and I and a few other people. And we just felt like it was time to make a move. I don't know why I had put the goal on my annual plan to do something at tech uh, this school year right now, 2018 through 19, but the Lord moved in early. I have a friend who is a professor at HTTC. Okay. She teaches science, and we connected several years ago just through a connection from my hometown. And she sent me a Facebook message uh, last November, a year ago, a month ago, where she said, hey, I'm moving back to Myrtle Beach to teach at HTTC. I want to start an university chapter there. And I was like, what does that mean? I don't know how to start an university chapter. Right. And so we started prayer walking. Uh, I started asking her questions and be like, well, what's your vision for this? What do you want to do? And her vision just lines up with university. She wants to start Bible studies. She wants students to come to know the Lord. She wants there to be a space for HGTC students to connect with each other and talk about what does it mean to be the hands and feet of Jesus on Tech's campus. And so I've just had so many insane opportunities this year at Tech. So in March, this uh, woman, her name is Kristen, and her husband Carter invited me to teach one of his classes. He is a religious studies professor at Tech. He asked me to come teach a unit on Christianity. So to a group of 20 or 30 Tech students, I gave the Four Circles Gospel presentation in a public school classroom. What? Yeah, it was the it was the weirdest thing I've ever done. I mean, I give the gospel presentation every week at large group in some form or fashion. Right. And, you know, when we do proxy stations <clears throat> on campus and I was invited to talk about Jesus in, in the most simplest, but in the most purest form to college students on a campus that we have not yet planted a chapter. And so uh, I do this presentation. I tell students, hey, we're having an intervarsity interest meeting in a few weeks and none of them came. Mm -hmm. which was fine. We had uh, one student and four professors show up to this meeting, which was unexpected, but it turns out that professors are actually a really important way of connecting with students at Tech because on a community college where it's a smaller campus and there's uh, less smaller class sizes, students will come to professors and talk about life. Students will come to professors and say, I need advice in this subject that has nothing to do with what you teach. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do about my family. I don't know what to do about my job, things like that. Right. So I teach this class. I have this interest meeting. Nothing really happens. Uh, then in September, I, I had been prayer walking on campus all summer long when students were away, at least once a week, if not once every other week, and just praying for the Lord to make something happen. I didn't mm -hmm. know what it was. And in September, I gathered a group of people to come and prayer walk me over the campus. And then uh, we had decided that we were going to start a Bible study that semester, mm -hmm. just like 
have it, see what happens. We'll just invite people by word of mouth. Kristen will continue to invite students to this Bible study. I had a list that she had connected me with that I was texting them and I said, hey, I think we're gonna do this Bible study soon. And then Hurricane Florence came. So Hurricane Florence uh, <laughs> wow. was, it really, Myrtle Beach was unbelievably not harmed at all. Like less than $100,000 of property damage, I think. Like in, like just miraculously not touched, um, which was just its own crazy dramatic thing on its own. I've never, uh, this was my first big hurricane since I moved to the coast and so it was really scary, but everything was fine. And so because the hurricane blew through um, and there was some resulting flooding in some surrounding areas. Both Coastal and HGTC were closed for three weeks mm-hmm. in the middle of the fall semester. And this was right after NSO. We had to cancel our fall retreat. We lost three weeks of the semester. Right. HGTC, we had all this uh, momentum and w- word of mouth where we were talking about doing this Bible study and all of a sudden we had to just stop. And the Lord is faithful and the Lord is generous and the Lord is still moving on Tech's campus. So we come back and we didn't have the Bible study until I think October 17th. There's only a month left of the semester, month and a half, and I say, let's just try it anyways, why not? And at our first Bible study, we had three students come. Next week, I think we had two. Next week, we had one. Then we were back up to four, and then we had three. And there was one student that continued to come every single week. And I didn't ask to use her name, so we'll call her Annie. Mm -hmm. Um, So Annie keeps coming to this small group, and I was thinking, gosh, you know, like Annie is such a good leader. You know, she has all these qualities. She's been coming to this Bible study every single week. I have loved getting to talk with her. We got to laugh so much, which I love laughing with my students. It's my favorite thing. And Annie just got it. Annie understands scripture. Annie understands that we need to be talking to people about Jesus, that we need to invite them into a relationship with him because obviously, because Jesus is our hope and the reason why we do anything. And so uh, a few weeks ago, I asked Annie if she would say yes to co-leading this Bible study with me. And she said yes. So we're going to start co-leading this Bible study together at Tech in January, which is, you know, in two days. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start this Bible study up again in a few weeks when they come back to campus. But when you think about what has happened in the last year, we went from having absolutely nothing to having a leader that's been developed in this ministry. We're going to have a conversation in a couple of weeks to try to become official. So I'm excited about that. We'll see we'll see what happens. But the craziest part about all of this and the way that the Lord weaves this all together is that Annie was in the class that I taught in March. Oh, wow. She was in that. She was there at that gospel presentation. She was already a Christian at that point. So she, it's not like she said yes to Jesus in that class, but she ended up at this Bible study from one of my first interactions with actual students on campus. And so it's just this beautiful thing of doing something that I didn't think would have any fruit to now having a partner on campus, a partner in the gospel, reaching out to other students. And I I just don't know what to expect. Every semester has been so much fun and so crazy. And this is coming from a person who never thought that she would plant. I did not want to plant. I remember that same weekend where I said yes to staff, they were talking about how much of a need there were for planters. And I was like, Lord, I really don't want to plant. And then I had this thought in the back of my mind, Karen, you're going to plant. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to plant. I'm going to build. I'm going to build up a campus. And here we are doing both. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Well, I am not a good gardener. I have like a black thumb, so I probably wouldn't be a good planter. Yeah. But yeah, or my mom. My mom is the worst planter. Every plant she takes care of <laughs> dies. So <laughs> she should probably not plant any chapters in her varsity. I'm glad you're planting chapters in her varsity. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, also, I met you in the Middle Eastern Lounge, yes. right? In Urbana. So can you talk a little bit about that too? Uh, about 
Like, why were you in the Middle Eastern Lounge? Why, why, were you curating or were you just assisting as well? Uh, so we, I was assisting with the event. We were hoping to have a lounge that would last the whole week, but there were some things that came up where we weren't able to. And so mm -hmm. we got to have this dinner on uh, whatever the first night was. Tuesday? Where mm -hmm. are we? I don't know. Uh, Wednesday? Thursday? Thursday? Thursday. That was two days ago. Lord have mercy. I have no <gasps> idea. Oh my gosh, it's been eight years. <clears throat> so... Yeah, we got to have this dinner for Middle Eastern North African students, and it was so fun. It's not very often where I'm in a room where people look like me. Mm. I don't have a lot of interaction with Middle Eastern people, and I think that I am white passing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people ask me what uh, ethnicity I am, but I live in Myrtle Beach now, so being tan is not abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of people are my same skin color but are not my same ethnicity, so I don't right. get asked that as much anymore. It's kind of sad, but... Yeah, I, I'm. it's been really fun to continue exploring my own ethnic identity. It's not something that I grew up talking about much because I'm white passing and because uh, there's just not a lot of conversation about that in my family. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just had, I've had so much fun connecting with Middle Eastern staff and Middle Eastern students here at Urbana. And I was, I had this really crazy conversation with a student. I don't remember his name, but he, I'm not even, I don't even remember it happening. I think you were actually sitting near me when this happened, but okay. he comes up to me and he was telling me about myself. He was like, and I can't remember how it started. So it just, it, it's just gonna sound random. But he was like, oh, you'd probably talk with your hands, right? And I did, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, and uh, you're really hospitable and you're really, you want everyone to like you because that's a form of welcoming them into friendship. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. And he just kept saying all these things that were true about me. And I, and I just kept being like, yeah, oh my gosh, you're right, that's me. And he said, yeah, that's because you're Syrian. That's because you're Middle Eastern. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like oh, you know me, you see me. And that right. it was just, it was so sweet because I just feel like I don't, there aren't a lot of people in my life who understand what it means to be Middle Eastern and what it mm -hmm. means particularly to be a Middle Eastern Christian. Right. I think that... It just generally when people think about Middle Eastern people or interact with Middle Eastern people, they assume that they're Muslim and mm -hmm. I am not. And so mm -hmm. there's not a ton of resources for Middle Eastern Christians, at least none that I've run into. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you come to faith? Was it through your family? Was it through? Oh yeah, so I joke that I've been a Christian since before I was born. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandfather, my Jiddu, which is Arabic for uh, grandfather, my Jiddu started the church that I grew up going to. And wow. so we've just been Christians for generations. Uh, my family immigrated to the States in the early 1900s, we were already Christians before we came here. Mm. And so Christianity is just a huge part of my family. And I mean, it really wasn't until college where I said yes to Jesus and I began my own relationship with him. But I've grown up in the church. I've grown up going to Sunday school and Bible study and getting all the stickers, perfect attendance and only the <laughs> one cookie before the service. Fine. You know, I like I do the Christian things and I've always done them. And then InterVarsity changed everything. Great. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've met too many Middle Eastern or North African Christians mm -hmm. in America. I've met a couple elsewhere, but mm -hmm. it's cool to see you here. Thank you for being on staff. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm glad you're on staff too. Yeah, okay, so let's move on then. Unless, wait, actually, wait, let me share, make sure. No mansplaining. <laughs> what, uh, do you have anything else from your time on staff that you uh, want to share? Uh... I just that I don't regret it. Mm -hmm. I think that there are sometimes there are more bad days than there are good days, mm -hmm. but it is the best thing. And the best mo this moments where my students say yes to Jesus, the moments where I see them understand 
who Jesus is, the moments where they come up to me and they say, I read scripture and I did it in an university Bible study way, OIA, and I, it came alive. Like those are the moments where I'm reminded of how great it is. And mm -hmm. gosh, it is just, it is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. Well, I'm glad. I'm slightly selfishly sad that you didn't do in sports marketing so i know a sports marketing person i could be like i can connect you to some people oh really oh like like hey look hey can i like get some free gatorade or like or like talk to lebron about some nikes like definitely i absolutely know lebron oh yes great <laughs> great so, you know I'm, I'm really interested in talking to the king of like creation oh but gosh. i'm also i would love to talk to the king of the basketball court so <laughs> oh no oh no i'm an nba i'm a huge nba fan so gosh i wish i was i'm more of a college basketball person oh I, I as a uva basketball fan oh my goodness we have a tragic mm. history right now but it's okay that's we lost okay. in the tournament and it's fine that's okay well i remember we, we played coastal carolina a couple years ago um in the tournament uh uva weird and, yeah and we, we destroyed them <laughs> well mm. we're uva we're pretty good so and coastal mm -hmm. carolina is good but not like top I mean, five no. not top five type of good no so. i mean we're yeah no it's okay. We have so many strengths. Yeah. Like InterVarsity at Coastal. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and if you could join the sports marketing team, you know, for Coastal Carolina, instead you join InterVarsity. Oh my gosh, what if? Yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> what if? Yeah, man. Oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> let's move to our last segment, Leaps of Faith with Kyle Lee, because huh? we're clever. And now, Leaps of Faith. Whoa. So this is just like, even after you reflect on your story, mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you have learned even just from your, sharing your own story? Or is there something that you would want a prospective staff or student to take away from your story, especially if they have a middle, middle Eastern? Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> as I said, I would say, what a great question. It's, mm. it's, it is such a great question. I think that there are, a lot of intimidating things about staff. Fundraising is really scary. <clears throat> Fundraising is really scary and thinking about planting a chapter is really scary and you know what if students ask you a question about scripture that you don't know the answer to. There are a lot of reasons that you could think to say no to staff but I think that there aren't a lot of deal breakers. I think that everybody that has an inkling or thinks that they should apply for staff, I think you should do it anyways. Just apply because it's just really not about you. It is about how Jesus can work through you. Mm -hmm. And I think that the gift of your ethnicity, the gift of your gender, the gift of your personality, the gift of being left or right-handed, like anything can be used for the glory of the Lord. And it, I find that my weaknesses and the sad, quote unquote, sad or hard parts of my stories are the parts that my students connect to most. And so mm. I, there aren't disqualifiers to being on staff. And so the Lord can use anything for your story and for his glory. And so I think everybody should, well, not everybody, you know, sure. Everybody should consider being on staff, especially if your staff is telling you, you should consider being on staff. You should absolutely think about it at yeah. the very least because yeah. the Lord can do anything he wants and he doesn't need us to reach every corner of campus, but it's, it's, it's a gift to us that he would invite us into this work and being on God's mission, being on mission to reach every corner of every campus and to reach students who have never met Jesus or who have never known Jesus is a privilege unlike any other. And mm. so 
Mm. Being on staff is the best, and <laughs> it's not even just about campus. Like I've been introduced to some of the most wonderful people I've ever known, my coworkers in the Carolinas region, and I've been able to be resourced and to be cared for individually, and to be asked, "How are you doing spiritually?" every single week. It is an amazing thing that I would not have received in the sports marketing world. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like, yeah, that's that's not the environment. Yeah. That's not the environment. No, and like being encouraged to go and spend time with Jesus and to take a day off to go have a retreat day every month. I mean. I mean, this oh. job, they're just the privileges and the perks. And I mean, when, even when I think about other people doing really cool things, I think, man, but my job is better. My mm. job is better. So our job is pretty cool. I got to say, great. I got to say. And uh, yeah, if your staff worker is asking you or thinking that you should come on staff, that probably means they see some pretty cool qualities in you definitely. that would definitely work on staff. And you might be like, if you're an, if you're an Asian American, Korean American person like me, you'd be like, you might be falsely modest, which is actually like, a veil for insecurity and you're like, oh, like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, you know, I have straight A's and I'm really good at talking to people and I make Bible studies and all that stuff, but I can't do it because what? Like, just get rid of all those lies. Yeah. And fight back against 5,000 years of history. And exactly. you can, and you can join staff because you'd be great at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I'm definitely drawing away um, is from your start with the hurricane is like, to me, I would have been like, take it, Jesus. Like, nature just <laughs> screwed up my plan oh my to go plant this chapter. Dang I thought it. you told me to come over here. And I guess I do need water to plant this chapter. But, <laughs> like, I think I need some living water. This is not the water I'm talking about. I want living water. It didn't water. even rain. Yeah, I want living water, Jesus. not a hurricane. <laughs> right? But, man, like, now you're about to, to make this chapter go. And yeah. I can't, I, I also, it's just cool. Jesus, I, we were kind of joking around Jesus works in mysterious ways. But, like, you are asked to give a gospel presentation at a, like a public university in America. That's awesome. That's and so I, cool. I got to do it again after the hurricane this semester. What? I got to do it for three classes. And so it was closer to like 60 or 70 students this time. That's so cool. Yeah. And that, so I'm hopeful that I get to do that every semester. But I recognize that that's like crazy. Yeah. That is not normal. Yeah. That's insane. Like that's It does not so make awesome. any sense. That's so awesome. Uh, also, if you're not aware, if you come through this far of this podcast, the Four Worlds uh, model is a, is a diagram and model that university uses to break down the gospel presentation from uh, and kind of give a picture of who Jesus is in the Bible and why we should why, why you should become a Christian and all that sort of stuff in a very healthy healthy helpful handy dandy diagram um, yep and these students in that class got tested on it it was on their final exam <laughs> I had a student texting me at 10:30 at night the night before her exam and she said can you send me a picture of the four circles please and I was like I okay of course that's amazing <laughs> So your professor's like, learn intervarsity uh -huh. diagram. Yo, that must, whoever made the intervarsity diagram, whoever's mm -hmm. in like intervarsity communications or like diagram, must, you need to tell them that story because they're going to be like, they're going to be like super. I need to write them a nice thank you note. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, that was just a study material. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, as I've asked at each of the end of the segments, do you have anything else you'd like to share or think about based on these questions or what we talked about? No, I think that's everything. Okay, great. Well, Thanks so much for coming on the Gardens and Empires podcast, Karen. We yeah. are having a great time here at Urbana, even though it seems like a whirlwind and we don't know, we're not sure what day it is. Guess what, though? Jesus knows what day it is, and on the seventh day, he will rest. And pretty soon, uh, I'm going to go rest, too. I'm on those re monthly retreats, and I'm very excited. Um, if you want to rest uh, and relax and listen to some cool stuff about Jesus, you can check us out on uh, the IVED Patreon page, patreon.com slash IVED. Support us at that page and you can get all of our podcasts um, for like $1.25 a month and you know like you could get like five cups of 
you get one cup of Starbucks or you get like five versions of Patreon money to just go make our, get our podcast. You can follow us at IVED.life on, IVED.life on Twitter. You can support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and I believe Google Play if the Lord was really nice to me and got all that technology that I don't totally understand uh, to just send it all out to the, e- the ether of the internet and the cloud because no one understands the cloud. Oh, no, um, it's not real. It's not real. Um, <laughs> all those like Microsoft, <laughs> IBM, IBM, like the clouds advertisements like, with like Winston. I'm like, I have no idea what this means, but it looks cool. Like, sure. you know, I know, this looks great. Sure. Um, speaking of things that look cool and sound great, but are actually great how about our podcast network so check that out um and reading and review us is very helpful and if you have any questions you can feel free to there should be some helpful links and you can you can ask us some questions through this sort of stuff and uh, yeah we wanted to keep doing more stuff like this and uh to and get that into your earbuds so come check us out and uh thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon we're all orienting our lives around something bigger than us all the time